85% of people prefer text over email and phone calls because they want to engage in a conversation. All text messaging is not equal. Customers respond to people, not bots. Be more like people and start having conversations that end in conversions. Use Scipio. Uh, Andre, I have to ask you, uh, have you ever watched the Unraveled series on the YouTube channel Polygon? I have not. Well, as a nerd uh, and a gamer, I would absolutely recommend it to you. Um, it's this guy who uh, he he basically takes kind of like a topic and unravels it to a degree that is just shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just like he'll do things like um, uh, he'll take something like Sonic uh, and and talk about like. Uh, like the the world of Sonic and the nuance to it, yeah. or he'll talk about the top five books in Skyrim. So he, he read <laughs> all 337 books. I feel um, like I may have caught that one, actually. Uh, or he, Bowser's military hierarchy. Mm, right. Um, he has one about the Halo lore. It just kind of, he's like, I've read every book, everything there is, to, you know, and then he just like goes through it all. Anyway, he... he <laughs> He had one, fair, you know, a couple months ago called the Pokemon ed- Edibility, uh, and he was kind of miffed about it because he's like, first off, that's not that's not what you want. That's not what you want because all these people would like comment like, hey, do something about Pokemon Edibility. He's like, pizza is not people more ed- edible yeah. than salads. Like, it either is or it isn't. You know, yes. so it goes on this big diatribe of how it's like really what you want is like deliciousness, kind of, and yeah. like what has like the best caloric ranking. <laughs> Anyway, this is a good point. I feel like so I'm looking at a list of Pokemon, and I think they're all edible, right? Yep. So to, in, in relation to what he's saying, which is um, the edibility index, kind of silly. Yeah, almost. I mean, they're all animals, so almost all of them are edible, with the exclusion of like a couple of rock type Pokemon. Or... Well, there's some rock ones. There's some steel ones. Yeah, there's some you know, poison. I mean, poison type. And he, and he talks also, about that. He's like, well, bad. you might think that poison is unedible, but actually there's like two, there's, there's poisonous and venomous, uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. so just like a cobra, right? Like you cut the head off, you can eat a cobra. Yeah. Uh, but like a tree frog, if you, that's, that's truly poison. You can't eat that, you know? <laughs> and so he kind of breaks down that. He On talks the, about how like. Deliciousness scale. Yeah. I don't so, think you can beat the various bird Pokemon. So that's ultimately, he said the the most likely one is going to be the birds, the birds. And then he said, if I had to pick, it would be far-fetched <laughs> would be the most delicious. Yeah. Uh, he's got some chunk on his bones. Yeah. I mean, there's things like, uh, <laughs> the, the cow one mill mill tank, which is basically uh, just a cow. The thought of eating a jigglypuff though, that's like, well, and he talks uh, about almost, how, yeah, he, he talks about how there's some like really humanoid ones, like Mewtwo, which is just like yeah. kind of sentient. I mean, Mr. Mime. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, that's all right. Like a lot of it feels like they would yell, like, stop, please, stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway. I will have to check out this video. This is, what is it, Unraveled? Unraveled. It's a, it's a really funny, if you're, if, and it's all really long form stuff. It's mm-hmm. like 10 minute videos. I feel uh, like fans of Still Sidia would enjoy. Yeah. Unraveled. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, I guess we can do a podcast.
that's the cold intro, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I realized like too late. I was like, that is not the right intro. <laughs> should we do it? Should we do a real intro or should we just skip it? I, maybe I think we just call that the intro. For we today. just call it the intro for this one. It's okay. kind of fun and different. Yeah. Maybe there's like a, probably a handful of thieves that maybe prefer it. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Well, hello <laughs> again, thieves. We're back. We are back. Scott Knudsen, Andre Washington here, the host of the Steal This Idea podcast where every week we give out million dollar, sometimes billion dollar business ideas for you, the thieves, to steal. Isn't that right, Andre? That's right. What do we have on the agenda today? So we have good idea, bad idea, and then Scott, I'm told, brings an idea gauntlet. That's right. It's, it's It's probably our most popular People segment. love an idea gauntlet. For your thieves that are new to the podcast, idea gauntlet is when we ask our benefactor, Romeo Butters. Uh, he right. wires us a million dollars. Scott will pitch a couple of ideas to me, and I will take the million dollars and decide for Romeo Butters, our benefactor, where to put all of the dollars. I can give them all to one idea, spread them across all of the different ideas we'll present, or give a fat zero. And they often are restaurants, and they are today. <laughs> oh, I love it. We love restaurant ideas on this show. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so we got a good idea gauntlet today. We've got some great good idea, bad ideas. Um, before we get into... Well, I guess let's uh, let's just dive right into our good idea, bad ideas, yeah? Sure. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Okay, well, we can't mess all the music up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is the one. I will go first. You will go first. Uh, let's have you go first, actually. Sure. I will go first, and I will tell Thieves what good idea, bad idea is. Good idea, bad idea is the segment of the show where Scott and I bring all of the interesting ideas that we've seen on social media, that we've gotten ads for, and we ask one crucial question. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? I will go first. Click my first link in the chat. This is called Micro Macro Crime City. Uh-huh. I would tell thieves to just Google that. I got an ad for this, I think, on TikTok. And essentially, it's kind of like a Where's Waldo-esque Micro, game. What is this? Yeah, it's very interesting. So basically, they send you a big sheet of paper. Like a big sheet of paper. Like yeah. a couple oh, yeah. feet by a couple feet. And they give you a little magnifying glass. And then they give you 120 cards, uh, which equals 16 exciting criminal cases. And using this huge city map and a magnifying glass, you look for the details in the map to try and solve crime. Interesting. So yeah, I wish like... that it, I wish it was a little easier to explain. I do think that the idea is interesting, and I do think it's potentially fun, but yeah, it is cause... extremely difficult to explain. Partially because it's so unique, there's not a game to really compare it to. Yeah. It, it so so it seems like there are items you find. So it'll be like a dead cat and. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, uh, well, no, I guess, so it'll, 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 yeah, there's certain things you're trying to find. And then also there's things like where, like you're trying to solve, like, what is the weapon? Where did the victim live? What's the motive for the murder? Uh, and those are like little cards, almost like, mm-hmm. um, you would see in a game, like, um, uh, what's that one where, uh, <laughs> shoot the one where you, I, there's like the 20 one. words down on where you, you know, there's like 20 with words. The words. 
the and cards. I'm trying to. You go through the words. You pick up the cards. You... What is it? Who knows? You know what I'm this, talking about. This is unrelated to that. Micro Macro Crime City. It's kind of like, I would say, Where's Waldo? And a little detective type game. Available yeah. for pre-order now, so I can't even order it to tell you what it's like. Which, why you would pre-order a board game, I don't really understand. And Especially, it retails for $30. The only thing I don't love about it, and I get why they did it, is that the map is in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm sure if they printed it in color, it would be a lot more expensive. Yeah, but I'm, maybe uh, you see how much traction you get with the $30 version. And if this is like a big blockbuster hit and everybody buys it, then you do a collector's edition that's like fully illustrated. Code names is the what I'm thinking of. I've never heard of that game in my You've life. You've never heard of code names? Nope. So to to do them like the favor of actually explaining their game, it says one player takes on the role of lead investigator and is responsible for reading the case cards out loud, but of course they will also help with solving the case. The players choose together which case they want to play, and the lead investigator reads out the corresponding start card as well as the first task. Together the players explore the map of Crime City in order to answer all the questions on the case cards one after another. The game ends as soon as the last card has been answered correctly. So it sounds like you're kind of going on like kind of like a little guided investigation through this huge city map. Cool. Fun. Micro macro game. It is a very different kind of game. So yeah. it's kind of interesting in that way. I think if it was twenty dollars I might take a take a punt at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an ad for this one today, Andre. Uh, this seems like the type of app or service that could be a household next big thing, and that is Lug.com. Um, Lug is maybe what you might assume it is, which is a uh, a Uber or Airbnb of moving things. Um, so you can have somebody come up and do uh, uh, move something for you, delivered something from a store, do a Craigslist delivery, bring stuff to a donation area, move things from a storage unit, get rid of junk. Uh, it says even a small move. Um, and uh, yeah, you you basically uh, get the app, you, you uh, request a, a, a lug driver, and uh, presumably they are cheaper and better and more convenient than a uh, like a rental studio or, or a rental yeah. thing to do it yourself or a moving company. Well, I'm sure that so many thoughts on this. One, obviously, a great idea. This is log.com. Clearly, a good idea. I very frequently want to buy furniture and things like that, and I'm just like I can't be hassled to like go borrow a truck and go pick it up. Mm-hmm. So the idea of just like sending someone to go do it and drop it off is awesome. Awesome. Craigslist delivery, the idea of just being able to kind of arrange and get stuff shipped is also awesome. Small moves, like just getting stuff back and forth. This is like very clearly a very, very good idea. And what's tough is it's hard to get a sense of how much this might cost because I don't think it's in Salt Lake yet. It is in Salt Lake. Oh, let's try it then. I just looked at the cities. I I was expecting it to not be in Salt Lake, but they actually have like a pretty big service area, including... Uh, most What's, most major cities that you probably live in, including uh, ours. Enter destination. Lehigh. So you, have, you can do a Craigslist. Like a, like, a random ward in Lehigh. So it came up, so that was easy. So if I wanted to move something from my house to your house, basically, it would cost $60 plus $1 a minute 
of for labor. One dollar a minute for a pickup truck for a large van it would be 108 dollars for an extra large van it would be 143 dollars plus two dollars for labor so i feel like that's like pretty i don't know not cheap i'm certainly like yeah i'm trying not... to think of i'm trying to think of like like what an average because you got to think they have to figure out the average delivery fee is like x right mm-hmm. uh, and so it's got to be somewhat within the range of that but it's also like on demand you know yeah, I mean, I would still probably use this to be honest, especially for just like furniture pickup movement. Because yeah, there are like things like annoying. Costco where it's like you know, if you don't have a truck, they have some big playhouse or some big tool thing or whatever. It's like you kind of just got to figure out a way to get it home. So it's like, hey, for and and we live what twenty thirty miles away from each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, so I, I mean, it would cost realistically about a hundred dollars for you if you had like a sofa that you wanted to ship to me yeah like i'm getting something from downtown that's big or whatever but but if i were getting something from costco i bet you would be 40 bucks and then like the actual delivery time probably wouldn't be an extra you know five minutes or whatever unless i'm going upstairs or whatever but so i mean i don't know like for around basically 50 to 100 bucks you could probably get most things Mm -hmm. delivered like super easy to book and lug is about as good as a name as you could have I for mean, this type of service. And also, like, the site's great. Like, it's a very clean booking process. They clearly have done some excellent work. And actually, yeah. my next good idea, bad idea, similar concept, but, like, the execution is a thousand times worse. Um, <laughs> but that's lug. This is clearly a good idea. Yeah. Next time I buy something from Ikea, this is something I will use. Totally. This is your so next one. M- Click Apple? my next. So don't click that link. Click the next one, and we'll I'll save the other one because oh. it's another board game. It's like Launder. board games. Can you do one show? This is Launder. Um, our friend Brock sent this to me, and this says laundry, washed, folded, delivered. Um, Launder. You can schedule it on their app, and they come and pick up uh, laundry in their special Launder bags. Um, they wash it, they fold it, and they bring it back. This is also you know really similar to an idea that I had a long time ago, which. Yeah. What was it called? Do you remember? Well, my apartment. Next uh, serve. Next serve. So next serve was an idea that I had. That's like, like the third. Your, that's like the third episode of the show. I right. know it's a very very early episode. And next serve was an idea that I had that was like there are a bunch of people in my apartment complex. So why can't one of them do my laundry and I'll pay them to do it? Right. Fairly simple idea. This is like also gig economy base like it's just people in your neighborhood that have volunteered to get paid a little bit to do laundry oh i was gonna ask if there was like a if this is a business or if this is yep this is like all gig economy based which i like what i do not like and this was what came up when i was talking with brock about it is the cost i think is outrageous so it's forty dollars a bag and the bags are not big yeah (laughs) yeah it says I, it's just not sane to me. Yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty wealthy. Like, it's got to, it's got to. You be, have to be pretty wealthy and also just not create that much laundry. Yeah, you got to be wealthy enough. Like, if you're wealthy and had lots of kids but didn't want to get like a nanny, <laughs> you know, or like a yeah. whatever. I just wish it was cheaper. I just don't think that forty bucks for one bag of laundry is even close to rational. Like that's just yeah. not realistic at all to me. 
Yeah, because because also you almost want it to be like forty dollars for one and forty five dollars for two or something like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, like if it's at that point the extra step, like yeah, you're to fold more, but like the picking it up, the putting the washer, it's going to be about the same amount of time. Yeah, and uh, if anything, it makes me want to be the person who does it. So it says right. you can make thirty. So on the what did I say thirty nine dollars? The launderer makes $32 on the bag of laundry. Whoa. Which, when you consider the marginal cost, like the cost to me of doing the laundry, it's got to be in like maybe the dollar, dollars, like the very low dollars for detergent, essentially. Yeah. Um, And I mean, even cheaper if you like buy like powder, you know, I I buy Tide Pods, so they're expensive, but powder, laundry, detergent. I'm sure in commercial volumes is very cheap. Yeah. $32. That's a lot of money. I know. Right. I I mean, you could feasibly do like if you set an alarm, so a load of laundry takes like an hour, right? You set an alarm. So you're changing it like all day and night. And we know that water is like a very low cost. You could make 750 bucks. If you had your washer (laughs) going all day, $750 a day. That's a here's a, career. Here's what here's what I'm gonna I mean, yeah, this is this is my thought. So I rent out my basement. I've got a washer and dryer down there. So I kick out my renters and then I hire some cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Right? So I pay yeah, somebody rent a 10, little laundry I, I, shop. I, I pay yeah. someone ten bucks a month. Right. So I'm making twenty bucks a month to, to go and pick it up and to bring it downstairs. And they're just folding laundry all day long in my house. Exactly. Insane. It's this is actually a very effective if anybody actually pays that amount, yeah, you could make bank doing laundry. All you got you to know what the what the actual yeah. uh, I, the requirement of is. what I'm saying is you would have to literally have 24 bags of laundry available a day, which is not realistic. Yeah, that's a lot, but still. Anyway, I like the idea. I absolutely, if I could pay to have somebody pick up laundry from my doorstep and in 24 hours have it back, I would. $39 is completely out of the question, even for me, who's down to pay to not have to do chores. $39 is outrageous. Yeah. Okay, Andre, this next one, this last one here, I want to hate it, but I love it so much that I can't. Um, I saw an ad for this, and I was like, oh, man, this is the way that, that, that you do this. So this is a, a Kickstarter called Snackdiv. S-N-A-C-T-I-V. Um, and Snackdiv is a way to eat snacks while you are typing or playing video games or doing anything with your hands. And say you want to have a bowl of Cheetos and you don't want to get that stuff on your hands. These guys have engineered a way to basically put little chopsticks that kind of rest on like your two fingers. And so you you can type up, you look like you just leave them on your hands and you can like do your regular stuff and they just kind of hover above your hands. And you go and you you basically squeeze together your fingers and it squeezes the chopsticks so you can just eat and okay. then go back to what you're doing. I was going to – so I was thinking – Scott's going through the idea of this – again, it's like a chopstick-esque device to grab snacks. It shows them grabbing Cheetos, grabbing um, – I mean foods, foods of all sorts. Yeah, things that are, things and, that are greasy or exactly, sticky or whatever. Anything. And I was thinking in my head – I was like, I had this idea last night, and there's no way Scott will believe me. And then I realized I'm at my desk. I can prove it, which is one. I I did not get. Did I get out? Did I go to the kitchen? Did I do anything? No, no. absolutely not. This is live, thieves. You can hear 
Like, some of that. These that can't see the video. Those are chopsticks. Those are chopsticks. This is a... This is ASMR now. Cheez-Its. Those are four cheese Cheez-Its. I got my chopsticks, and I said, because I was so sick of getting my keyboard, sitting here gaming, it's Sunday night, I got chopsticks, I would just pour them out in a little bowl, and I would pick them up with my... So what this tool adds that's way better than my solution is that you can... It clips on your fingers. Which yeah, it clips awesome. on your fingers, and it also like anchors the two together. So, mm-hmm. so all you're really doing is a really easy pinching motion with your fingers. Exactly. Uh, you don't have to like like chopsticks. There's finesse to chopsticks. Like you can't have to know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, you don't. And, have to do and you have to take your hands off the keyboard in order yeah. to use the chopstick. I would. I, am I going to back the Kickstarter? No, I just don't <laughs> believe in Kickstarters. We've been over this. <laughs> But if I saw this on Amazon, if I saw this in the store, I would buy this uh, in, in a, a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. 100%. In a heartbeat. Yeah, none of the none of the doesn't look like you're able to even back it anymore. It seems like it's fully backed. You, you can't support it anymore. So now we're just like waiting. I love this. I uh, absolutely th- I think this is actually a incredibly good idea. I know. And I don't think you have to be that lazy. It's like even if I was just at work, you just don't want to get your keyboard all grimy and gross. Right. Yeah. If you're eating so, anything, anything that like is more like a snack mm-hmm. and yeah, you don't want to just like have to like go wipe your hands. Yes. Any handheld food. It doesn't have to be cheese. Yeah. It's, it could be, I don't know, kale chips. It could be anything. <laughs> anyway, snack div. Great idea. Love it. Uh, truly, yeah. Thieves. Truly love this idea. Had this same concept just the other day, and oh, now... they're thirteen dollars. By the way, oh, look, if you got a snack div, they're thirteen dollars. You can buy, you can pre-order them. Still, just pre-order though. Snackdiv.life is the okay. is their website. Well, I like Snackdiv as a name. I do not like Snackdiv.life as a domain. Why? Of all, just do .io or something. It's crazy that that's what they landed on. Why? Does, why does this have to be pre-order? It's so basic. Can't we just? I feel like I could three D print this. If you just... That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I think you could three D print a very similar model and like source this to the world. Yeah, I I think this is awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm that gonna, I'm gonna pre-order one on on to this PayPal checkout. Perfect, and we'll share them when they come. Yeah, <laughs> for thirteen dollars, I don't think that that's outrageous. I think that it could be much cheaper, but. Yeah, I think that this should be as popular as any household device. I honestly do. Uh, yeah, we'll see how long until I actually get it. Uh, I wonder how easy it is to control. I feel like this could even be just like the food device of the future. <laughs> like even beyond <laughs> gaming, like this just seems like a very convenient way to pick up food. Yeah, I wonder. It would be interesting to see what the next iteration of this is. Mm, Bluetooth speaker integrated. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that's going to do it for Good Idea, Bad Idea. We had some bangers today. We did. We really did. Um, uh, Hopefully, hopefully thieves uh, pick up at least one of those. Uh, Well, it's time to move on to the the main event here, Andre. Okay. I'm going to have to... I'm finishing... Ugh, shipping though, call. It brings it up to seventeen dollars, which you hate to see, but this is for science. 
and uh, doing it for the thieves here. All right. Could you please, Andre, enter the theater of the mind? Yes. And have you received the $1 million wired to you from Romeo Butters yet? Yep, I got it. So to remind, remind the thieves how this, how this works. So Romeo Butters has sent me $1 million. And he said, I don't have time to make it to Scott's pitch competition. Can you just like give it a listen and let me know how I should invest my money? So Scott will present three ideas. I assume it's three. It's three. Scott. Scott will present three different ideas. I will patiently listen through all of the idea presentations. And then at the end, after I've pulled all three ideas, I will share with Scott and Thieves how I will invest Romeo Butters' money. That's right. Because that sounds fair. That sounds fair. Okay. Um, and as always, Andre, you know, I I think at least one of these will blow your mind. I almost, I almost, I almost made one of these a full idea. Okay. But okay. I decided to pull it back. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that you thought you had a triple hitter, <laughs> that I was going to be like wowed by all three, and I really was going to discourage that. <laughs> you're you're about to <laughs> shut that right I down. Like, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, no, I think I think one of these is actually pretty good, uh, and the other ones I think are good too, obviously. But I'm curious to see where where these land for you. Right. Okay, Andre. The first one here. Uh, I'm going to uh, call upon a recent experience that I had. So I recently had dinner with some friends at a restaurant called Table X. Have you ever eaten there? I had never heard of it until you sent a picture. And that yeah. everybody was really interested. So it's in Salt Lake. Um, it is a uh, a restaurant where you go and you can either have a five-course or a seven-course meal. Um, but it is not a full-course meal in the sense where you're getting like huge portions it's a kind of a sampling uh, restaurant so you're getting uh it's kind of it's kind of a farm to table so they have like a farm there and they source it like a dozen different places and they'll have kind of an appetizer that is kind of a small uh you know it might be a a uh, a kale with the balsamic and brussels sprout and whatever and then they'll have a poached egg and then you'll have a some some bass, some seared bass with all these fun little things, and then a nice pairing of this organic kombucha and yada yada yada, right? Um, so we went there, and it was really good. It was fun. Um, I probably liked five of the seven things that I tried. Yeah. Uh, but it got my mind thinking. One, it was pretty expensive. It was like a hundred dollars a plate, um, nice. which is, I mean, it you're paying for the experience. Uh, yeah. In fact, when you went, <laughs> I I, I t- kind of mentioned everyone. By where the chefs are, which are kind of in the middle, there was like six plates, and and on the six plates, it, uh, they had pre-done happy birthday and chocolate, uh-huh. presumably because they just it, do a lot that's of how, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we went for a friend's birthday there, and so like it's you know, whatever. So I got my mind thinking. One, as I was leaving, I was like, "This was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love this. One, a little more standardized, and two, with heartier foods." Mm-hmm. Uh, because while it was nice to have all these like nice things, um, I could see somebody, especially like a big eater being like, I don't know if this was enough. Yeah. Um, and especially for how much I paid. Right. So this is, this is the idea number one. Um, and this is, uh, this is a, a restaurant I'd call something like simplistic. Um, but you could call it all sorts of things. Sure. Uh, and, and the idea is it also is going to incorporate a rotating menu. 
um, I think you could do every month, but maybe it would be every quarter, um, where you basically say, all right, this month's uh, Samplistic is going to be Mediterranean, and it's going to be uh, a five, a, a, you know, a sampling basically of five things, um, or you know, five to seven. I think you could. I think there's a way to do this closer to fast casual, where you're kind of giving everyone the same thing, or more or less the same thing. Um, you're basically serving them a big sampling of seven unique things from the Mediterranean plate, right? Um, and that would be there for a month or a couple months. And then you move into Southern cooking, right? So you're going to have collard greens and you're going to have chicken. You're going to have jambalaya, right? Uh, and then the next quarter, you might move into uh, mid, uh, Middle Eastern food, right? Uh, and, and, you know, you might move then into to Oriental or Chinese food or, or whatever, Indian food, right? Uh, there, there are these places where it's like, yeah, you've probably had the one dish, but to have five to seven kind of the whole swath of the palate, I think is a really interesting idea. And I think if you have this somewhat rotating menu where um, you're you're basically just making seven big versions of it and you're kind of cooking that all throughout the day, you're giving everyone the same thing. And then, yeah, it is a little more experiential. So if it's good, people might come back and say, I loved what I got. And maybe you do have a little bit of, you know, customizability. You know, maybe you can pick, you know, maybe there's 10 things you can kind of pick seven of the 10 or whatever. I don't know. Um, you can kind of dance with that. But but the idea is basically it's a sample store and it's themed around different cuisines, um, different types of foods around the world. Um, and, and yeah, you're experiencing not just like maybe I'm too nervous to like to commit to trying anything other than tiki masala. But this way I can get a nice scoop of tiki masala, but then also all these other different kinds of Indian foods that I maybe would be too nervous to try. Uh, and and that's kind of part of the experience I'm getting. It's like, oh, actually, I found that I really like this thing here. Great. Mm-hmm. And then once it changes, now I have a reason to go back, right? Um, and try the new thing, kind of the crumbled model or whatever. Yeah. So that is simplistic. It's probably uh, I, you probably wouldn't call. I mean, you could call it that, but so it that it demonstrates the idea. It demonstrates the idea. Yes. All right, this next, this next uh, restaurant here, Andre. This is uh, this is more of a uh, a drive-through uh, or a, or a, a fast casual type establishment. Um, I have decided, Andre, that there is a a, a, a well. If we are you a salad guy? Do you like salads? Where, where are you on salads? Um. I mean, I uh, do I ever like leave the house to go get a salad? No, right. I th- I mean, if I'm gonna have a salad, it will be because it's like the first. It's, it's included it's, with my side salad, pasta, right. exactly. So we've we I've pitched a similar idea on an idea gauntlet where it's kind of a, a home delivery salad kit, right? Mm-hmm. Which I still stand by is a good idea. This is t- basically saying, all right, uh, if you go to Cubby's, have you been? You know, you've eaten yes. the the of course. The, of course. Uh, the steak salad at Cubby's is probably one of the most popular things on that menu. Yeah. It's a great salad. Um, it's a hard salad to make, though. Um, yeah. It's It's got dried cranberries. It's got a handful of things. It's like, yeah, it's just like a little tricky, yeah. right? It's not an at-home no. salad. Now, now there are, if you go to, a, you know, a dozen restaurants, there's probably like that one salad that is like, that's the one you get, yeah. right? It's the one that's the most popular, right? So I want to make a restaurant that's called uh, FGS, Freaking Good Salads. Okay. And the idea here is that it is it like they've they have done the work to find six 
to eight just great salads. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the idea of almost, uh, you know, like a, a really big frozen yogurt container, like the big, big ones. Something like that size, like a big to-go salad where it's like, you know yeah. what? I just want something fresh. I want to pick it up now. It's more like fast food in that I can kind of get it at the same time I'd get anything else. Uh, but most salad places, like especially like a good salad, like you have to go in for, you have to sit down for. <laughs> I think that you could do that in a fast casual or a, even a fast food establishment. I think, I think there is now more than ever more of a demand for high quality salads that you can get quickly. And especially if you're only making six of them, you make mm-hmm. – all the ingredients, and then all you're really doing is putting dressing on and then giving them out. Like, I think it's not that complicated other than – I mean yeah. you got to cook the protein or whatever. But again, all these – none of them have to be hot salads or whatever. Uh, freaking good salads. I think I think that could be a fun franchise. Yes. You know? Is there freaking good salads yeah. here? Oh, love freaking good Saving salad. my what's, thoughts. What's your, what's your freaking good salad? You know, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Andre. My last idea here. Now, as uh, I don't know if we talked about on on the show uh, a week or so ago, me and my family took a trip to the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Oregon coast? I have. I love the Oregon coast. It's lovely. Uh, it is. It was a, a nice, steady sixty five degrees every yeah. day we were there. Uh, it was beautiful, right? Um, now, when you go to these type of vacations, especially something like the Oregon coast, which is like a little bit more removed, you're not. You're far yeah. enough away from Portland or these other areas where, like, you're kind of on the coast. You're in the coastal town. That's what you're doing, right? No. And so you're like, all right, well, what should we do while we're here? Well, you know, there's nature and whatnot, but it's like maybe you go to the aquarium. Uh, we were in Newport, and there's like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum happened to be there, right? You might go antique shopping. Uh, you're kind of looking for yeah. experiences to do while you're in these places, right? And trying to maximize that, like, oh, I can, I'm on vacation. I want to have some fun, right? I want to pay yeah. for some fun. Um, and one thing we did when we were going, so we went to Tillamook, you know, we had lunch there and it was, it was fine, right? You get some ice cream at Tillamook. The factory was interesting, but like you go because it's like a thing you do. You kind of go out of your yeah. way to go to Tillamook, right? Uh, we also saw this like air museum out there, which was cool. Anyway, so it had me thinking of experiential dining. And I, I stumbled upon an idea that I think is pretty nifty and I think could work. Um, your average take home for a restaurant, um, anywhere between 10000 and 100000 a month, just depending on you know, how much they're clearing, right? Let's say it's in the middle, 50000 right? Uh, I think a very interesting idea for a restaurant would be a restaurant that's kind of off on its own. And uh, behind the restaurant is a couple acres. And on those couple acres is $10,000 buried in a treasure chest. (laughs) So. Right. Right. Okay. So. So I go to, I I go to this restaurant and the, the, the draw is, hey, for $1, I can go pick a hole. I get a shovel and I can go and I can take, I can take a shot at trying to get $10,000, right? And there's probably going to be 100 trusts out there, some with $100, some with the free entree or whatever, yeah. right? Um, so you have 1,000 plots or however many plots, and maybe you have a maximum of what you could do a day or whatever, but it ends up being this thing that you do when you're out. You know, so, so in some of these places, it's like you could put this restaurant somewhere and then you just throw it in all the what to do when you're in this area, right? Take a shot at getting $10,000, and then you also have a restaurant there, right? Mm-hmm. Just a regular 
It, it doesn't have to be anything amazing, right? So, so you're going to cover the cost of the experience by the cafe, the restaurant that's there. Like it's, it's this nice, fun thing. It's, it's a, a gold digger, uh, you know, a, a mining motif, right? It's, it's uh, Yosemite yeah. Sam's, you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever, right? Like you can come up with whatever buried theme. There's plenty of treasure themes you could do. Right. But I am convinced that if you were in Newport or Seaside or whatever, and you're like, hey, what should be in the fam do today? And you saw that there was this place you could go and pay $1, and you had the chance to win $10,000. You're like, let's have lunch here. Why not? Let's have dinner here. Like it's one right. more thing to do. And if we happen to win ten grand, how awesome would that, that would be? That would be awesome. Right. That would be awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll call that Yosemite Sam's. Uh, <laughs> but you could call again. You could call it you know, Long John. You could call it uh, not Long John Silver's. <laughs> you call it uh, what's the other pirate? Uh, uh, right. Why can't I name any pirates? Yeah, we're we're on something today. What thieves? Write in idealcoastalcity.com. Name as many pirates as you can in 10 seconds in the email. <laughs> I can't think Davy Jones is Davy not really Jones. a pirate, though. He. What about. Who's it? What's like the most famous pirate? What is his name? Please uh, tell me that Google's it's not, answering. Uh, it's not. Well, oh my gosh, you're not. It's other than like Jack Sparrow? Famous. No, like one of those pirate names that everybody knows. Uh, uh, like Blackbeard? Yes, exactly. Like Blackbeard. <laughs> like Blackbeard's treasure dig. Yes. yes. Or just Black... I mean, you could even do Blackbeard's, right? You know, Blackbeard, sure. he came into this coast Whatever. and he buried his treasure. There's a whole fun thing you could yeah, do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give all the kids a nice little pirate hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love it. We'll call it we'll fits call in your coastal theme. Exactly. There's a lot of rural themes that it fits. It could be your minor, like, gold yeah. digger theme and your coastal pirate theme. Yeah. Anyway... The premise of a prize that you could go to that is basically the cost of the prize is fronted by the amount that you'd clear at the restaurant. Right. I think would totally work. And those are my three ideas, Andre. To capture uh, simplistic, uh, blackbeards, and freaking good salads. You can, uh, you can approach those in whatever order you'd like. Analyzing. analyzing I, I know that analyzing. In, a, in a perfect world, you'd give eight, you'd give a million dollars to all three of them, but that's just not the way this works. No, anymore. it never is. So I'm going to go. Uh, it's t- this is a tough one. This is a very <laughs> tough one. I'm going to go in for 250 on Samplistic. Sam, okay. sam, what are we calling it? Sim. We're calling Sampli- it sam- samplistic sam- because it's, samplistic. Sam- it's a sampling. Okay. Uh, I, I I thought about calling it simple samples, but ugh, that's a no. I know. I, and then I, I think I'm in for seven fifty on what is it? Really good salads. Freaking or good salads. Freaking good salads. FGS and a fat zero on. <laughs> Long John Black, Silver's Black Treasure Day. Blackbeards. And I'll tell you why. So the reason I'm a zero on this is I think that as a governor for Romeo Butter's restaurant and food fund, I'm so out on that. But as uh, like, but if I were to spin this off to the Romeo Butter's Roadside Attraction Fund, then I'm way <laughs> in. So I think what this really is is just like what what is a um, corn field a pick your own pumpkin field a xyz field 
for most of the year, it just becomes a treasure hunt field. And sure. there's a basically there's a thousand flags in the field. You yes. go to a little like a little stand where they sell uh, churros and hot cider, and you pay them five dollars for a chance to take your shovel and go dig out the plot that you bought. Yeah, and there's a you know sometimes you get a little prize, sometimes you get a free churro sometimes you get ten thousand dollars and i think that that's just like a much better business to me i think that for the same sure. reason that yeah, people yeah. go to pick your own pumpkin like they would go do goofy stuff like let's go dig this out i think that that makes a lot more sense than this weird like there's a restaurant are you still there did i lose you Welcome back. Oh, it's gone again. Welcome back. Wow. Were you so mad about about my comments that you're just like, I'm out of here. Um, so what I was saying is I just think that I think that's just better. I think that the concept of like there's a restaurant with ten acres behind it, like a treasure hunt, doesn't make sense. But the idea of like, okay, it's just the treasure hunt. Sure. And we also sell You can do it either way. That's fine. Yeah, really, so, really, the, really. The the, the idea I think, is more. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's not a restaurant idea. It's a really a attraction idea that you put a restaurant on top of. Yes, that's that's really what it is. Which is fine. To but me, I just, the, I just the, think yeah. it works better as just a attraction idea. The, the the thought was like, again, I'm at Tillamook there, and I paid thirty dollars for mm-hmm. a chicken sandwich and some fries and some mac and cheese, and I was like, man, I paid a lot of money really to like because I'm here. It's, it's like you might as well buy lunch. But you're there for the experience, and yeah. so my thought was, yeah, if you you provide a place where you have like a you know you can have a lunch there, and also go to the, you know, I li- I like it as an attraction idea. Yeah, I yeah. just don't I just don't feel the need to also go to the restaurant. Well, I had to get it. This okay, is... I get it. <laughs> so ideas that I'm in on though, so simplistic. I was thinking about this, and I feel like I've had many like prefix menu options in my life, and I feel like. Huh. The predetermined like five course, seven course meals are all uh, generally like French, very often French food, and then um, just like random kind of upscale American food. I like the idea of something that's like a little bit more middle of the road and also has many different types of cuisine because I don't feel like I've ever even seen or heard of a prefix menu option for like Indian food or Mediterranean food or anything in between to just like quickly get a sample of a whole culinary offering at once. So I think this is a good idea. I really like this idea. Uh, but I'm more in on FGS. One, I think that the naming rights alone are worth a Freaking good salads. I think this is an awesome name. And I was kind of like out on the idea at first because you're basically saying like, I wish there was a restaurant for really good salads. And I think in like LA and New York, there probably are a hundred restaurants for really good salads. And I think some people would even just say, like, just go to Cubby's for a really good salad. But what I am interested in is, one, like, drive through salad. <laughs> I think it yeah. needs to be more prevalent. And also, I think it's, like, closer to the, like, In-N-Out menu where there's only, like, six items on the whole menu. Yeah. All really good. This is, like, very – this is a very compelling offering to me. And I think you could make plenty of money selling freaking good salads and – lemonade and whatever else yeah and, and like honestly that would be it it would just it's just like hey we've 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 made a thousand salads 
and yep. and we've tested all of them and these are the six that people like the most and you will like one of them yeah and i think that they come in like really great little to-go bowls and you pick yeah. them up on your way for lunch and because i mean we worked in a very busy business complex area and there i for a salad i guess you so if you wanted to drive through and get a salad I mean, your options are like least, a fast food gross salad, yeah. like like no one that no one really wants, mm-hmm. uh, or, or you like have to go Harmons, but then you got to go in. Again, almost any salad that's worth its salt, you have to go in on. There are yeah. a couple cubbies that do have drive throughs, and those yeah. are great. Yeah, no, I'm sure that they're fine, but they're first but of if all, you've, if you've, as a if name, you've ever waited in the cubbies line in the drive through, you will know it is about an hour long. Yes, it, like, and it's because you're waiting behind a bunch of people that are getting burgers and burgers fries and, and everything yeah. in between but i think a salad place presumably could run really really fast totally of course like it, it should all be fresh it shouldn't just be like you go in the yeah. back and for a freezer you're just like doing this all day jumping out exactly back no it shouldn't be like that but it definitely would be faster than i mean i think that there is protein that is pre-cooked or i'm mean, no not pre-cooked but it's not fresh off a grill because that's just not how salads are and there is like really nothing else that would slow things down. So you would have like the fastest drive-through time ever. This is a very good idea. And I think that freaking good salads is a really good name. And I know that like uh, there are, it's, it's not an uncommon, like how come there's no healthy fast food? Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I understand that sentiment, especially as I get older, it's like, Oh man, it's like, I'd love to go pick something up, but it's like, what are my freaking options? Uh, And if I just knew that like I could get the equivalent of a cubby salad but I could drive through to get it, and I, and I and that and a lemonade, and that was it. It's like, pff, man, I would be yeah. hitting that place up all the time. And you're right, which is it's kind of, you know, it's not revolutionary to come and say, why isn't there any healthy fast food? But this is like still a problem, right? Yeah. There still isn't any. So until there is, people are going to keep coming up with ideas to make it mainstream. Yeah, and, and I, I do think a simple In-N-Out style menu is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, yeah, I think I think getting that balance of like, yeah, like you come through and I and I, the other thing that, that really spawned this was being on a road trip. I was like, oh, where do we eat? It's like, oh, I wish there was like a Jimmy John's or something because like yeah. that feels a little bit fresher than like a subway, um, you know, and so you just keep driving. You're like, I guess we'll just pick one of these places. Yeah. You know, where it's like bad. if you saw, you know, an FGS, you're like, oh, baby. And I, I already know my order. I got a number three. That's right. We're in and out in like 10 minutes. Not even. Primo. Yep. Anyway. Love it. Good ideas. And, and uh, you, Blackbeards as, a, as an amusement, you're in on. In. Way in. And we, I mean, we have a whole host of other field amusement park type ideas. So oh, wrap man. it think in. About, put it in one of those. Think about this too. Ready for this? I'm yeah. just going to level up Blackbeards. I'm gonna, this is the other way you pay for it. So you... Uh, so you partner with local businesses and then inside half yes. of the treasure chests, it's a free dental cleaning. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's, it's 25% yes. off auto zone. This is it, a good idea. It's a blizzard, right? So it's like, now you're going to these guys like, Hey, look, I'm attracting however many yeah. people, thousands of people a day and they're going to open what if they, they're going to open the chest and they're going to go to your business. And it's like, gonna, they just won yeah. this free coupon. It's like, so so we'll put your coupon in here, you know, or whatever, like 
Good idea. That's good. That's good. Good idea. That's going to help cover the, the that ten k bounty. Oh, love it. I mean, you can't tell me right now if your board's like, hey, what should we do? I don't know. Let's check, let's all take five bucks and go see if we can win ten. It'll be fun. Exactly. It's like playing roulette. You're like, all right, I'll pick a number. I like though that you get to go out into a field and like actually do it. Dig up your little yeah. plot that you bought. That's fun. I do like the I do like your idea of converting a cornfield. Like I think that actually makes sense. It does, yeah. Yeah. Where in the summertime it's it's blackbeards and then it turns into blackbeards corn maze. This is a this is yeah. a way to save a dying corn maze. It is. Which I'm sure thousands of our listeners are <laughs> corn maze owners and are like, we gotta find a way to make we the gotta corn find maze a way profitable. to save this corn maze. <laughs> we gotta save grandpa's corn maze. <laughs> Um, well, before we uh, wrap up the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Brandon Gardner. Uh, Brandon reached out to me on LinkedIn uh, and he said, Hey, I just happened upon your podcast and I love it. I always have business ideas and love discussing them. I've yet to start a business, but I love the podcast idea of just discussing business ideas. Uh, you mentioned Utah a few times uh, and he sounds like he's from Logan. So just dropped us a nice little line though. So, would you move to Logan? Would I move to Logan? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I'm playing against Logan, um, <laughs> but I, I would love to. If I could, I would. It, I would love to move to Logan. Really, Logan's great. Uh, no, I, again, nothing against Logan. Uh, I have family here in Lehigh where I live, uh, and so it'd be yeah, hard to like just true. arbitrarily move three hours away. Yeah, um, for really no reason. Like that, really a town I have no. For a town I have no like yearning to go to. Like if we move, if we're moving at least three hours away, then it's probably going to be out of state to the south to appease my wife. Right. So, well, maybe Logan, bad idea. Yeah, Uh, but thank you. Uh, yes, for thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for sending in a message. And any other Steve, please connect with either one of us on LinkedIn or on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Scott the Amazing. Andre at is. Andre Wash Zero, the best for handle Zero. ever. You can also send us an email idea at ghostillthisadia.com. You can check out our website, ghostillthisadia.com. Um, you can find us yeah, on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. You can find me and Scott individually on LinkedIn. I would love to see listeners connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think that yeah, you should rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You okay. should share us with your company, with your family, with your friends. Sharing our podcast is one of the best ways you can support us, but the most bestest way is supporting us on Patreon, where for a couple of dollars a month, you can show the love and help us keep producing this awesome podcast. That's right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Still This Idea. Thieves, we love you. We appreciate you, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Use Scipio, the number one engagement tool for sales teams that want more responses, appointments, and conversations. Message your leads and customers where they are, on their phone. I'm not talking about phone calls. We're talking about true one-to-one texting. Use the code STEAL at Scipio.com for two free licenses.
Use the code STEAL at Scipio.com for two free licenses. See you later, thieves.